The New Orleans Pelicans are officially the ninth seed in the Western Conference. Take a moment to celebrate that Pels 12, and let's dive into the big win over the Atlanta Hawks in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of shows. It's on an exciting note. Pelicans on a three-game road trip. They're 2-0 and to start that, play, basically playing with house money at this point for tonight's game against the Charlotte Hornets. You can lose that one, it's okay, but you can also get a little bit greedy and go for the win. And thank you for making uh, Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for you all, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. No paywall, just free Pelicans talk five days a week. We're here always. Biggest moment of the season, you could argue, was last night. We're here today with the show for you. It's awesome. It's a fun time to be a Pelicans fan. As I said, they're in ninth in the Western Conference right now. And today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. So it was a massive win for the New Orleans Pelicans, 117-112, and we'll get more into the game and the specifics of that one. Some good, some bad, mostly good, and then I'm going to spend the third segment talking about Willie Green. But 117-112 win over the Atlanta Hawks. Just think about where the Pelicans are right now. After, like, this just moment in time, they're in the ninth seat, which in most years might not be, like, all that impressive, Right? You know, that certainly should be, at least for this Pelican squad, when fully healthy, and that's kind of key to all of this, the the minimum bar, right? You should probably not even be in the play-in tournament. But they haven't had Zion Williamson at all this season. This was a guy who made the All-Star last year, was historic with how good he was. This is a team that started 1-12, and and then they went to 3-16. and They've had Brandon Ingram in and out of the lineup. He's missed... 21 games this season. That is an incredible accomplishment just to be in the ninth seed. Now tied with the Los Angeles Lakers at 30 and 41. 30 and 41, bad record again, but 1 and 12 to start the year, 3 and 16 to start the year. And this is what they've been able to do as a turnaround. Yeah, that's actually very impressive to be able to pull that off mid-season with, and we'll talk about him in the third segment because I thought you saw a mix of like really, really good Willie Green in this game and then a couple moments of bad, and I'll explain what I mean. Um, but to see where they are with a rookie head coach kind of piecing this all together and, and making this work with some of those big absences in Zion and, again, missing a guy like Brandon Ingram for 21 games, it's incredibly impressive of a turnaround. And right now you're going to host whatever you want to consider it a postseason playing game. You have the Los Angeles Lakers coming to New Orleans, as the standings dictate right now, for the play-in tournament. There's a lot of fight in this team. This is a team that feels like a team, actually, right? I've talked about it in years past, where this squad never really felt like a team. 
It was just a collection of talent that was good. You know, maybe that was due to some coaching stuff, certainly. But this year, they they truly feel like a team. COVID was probably a factor in all of that, too. You know, but this is a group of guys that really feels like a team, really feels like a family. And they're having so much fun with each other and they genuinely love and care for one another and want to uplift one another to these victories. And they all want to taste that postseason success and just experience some of it. Don't forget, Brandon Ingram's never made the postseason. And as much as he would have liked to have been on this road trip, I'm sure, and notice I tipped you all off to that a little bit on on Thursday, you know, they they realize they've got a plan here and he trusts his teammates to go out and get those victories so that he'll be fully healthy. And we've seen he doesn't play well when he's not 100% healthy for when they're going to need him the most. And they took care of business against the San Antonio Spurs. The defense stepped up. You saw it again with the Atlanta Hawks. We'll talk about that game coming up next because I think this is a bit of a signature win for this team to a certain degree. Just the moment they're in right now, you know, I don't want to call it surging. I wouldn't call them an amazing team. This isn't a team that, you know, no matter who they play in the first round, I wouldn't necessarily project them to get out of that at all. But to be where they are now, after basically being at the bottom for so long, this is an incredible accomplishment. And everyone within the organization deserves a lot of credit for that. Willie Green, the players, David Griffin for making the right moves after a couple of off seasons of not quite getting it right to be able to go and get a guy like Jonas Valanciunas, who's key in this one. He had the game, basically the game-winning play when he had that tap-out rebound to Jackson Hayes with about 18 seconds left. And the Pelicans in this one crushed, crushed the Atlanta Hawks on the boards. 18, by the way, offensive rebounds for New Orleans, which is an incredible number. They, you know, you, you made the move for C.J. McCollum. You drafted... Herb Jones, you signed Jose Alvarado, and Jose Alvarado was just as key to this win as anyone else. So let's talk about this one. I'm basically doing it now. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. I was just on the road out at a big car race where, you know, you don't have tons of great food options, things like that. Built Bar saved me. I eat these things constantly, and I look forward to it every single time. They are delicious. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they have amazing flavors. And Built Bar basically tastes like a candy bar, except you're eating something healthy. And you've also got to give their Puff Bars a try, and if you haven't, you're really missing out. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're light, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. They're also covered in 100% real chocolate. And again, Built Bars are good for you. Go check out the macros over at Built.com. 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And they're light. They're airy. They're not dense like a brick. They're not going to hurt if you throw them at someone. And they come in unbelievable flavors like mint brownie. It's basically mint chocolate chip ice cream except in protein bar form and healthy for you. I have the coconut brownie chunk. They're awesome. I've tried most of them. Salted caramel is also really great. I look forward to eating these things because it doesn't seem like I'm eating something healthy and I've put them into my routine. So if you eat a protein bar daily before or after a workout, whenever, you've got to give Built Bars a try. And you can do that by going to Built.com and using our promo code LOCK15 and you're going to get 15% off your order. That's what I use. I use that promo code whenever I order them. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at Built.com. 
All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. Again, we're free and available five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team after the big wins, the biggest moments. You're starting to see them really pile up for New Orleans right now. We're free wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Subscribe, tell a friend about the show, and please leave a five-star review. And for your second listen, it's the NHL trade deadline today. And Locked On is doing something great. We've got a Locked On for every NHL team. They're all going to be live, all of them, at the same time, reacting to all of the trades from 2.30 to 3 p.m. Central because it's a big moment. The trade deadline in any sport is massive. They're going to be covering it better than anyone else. So if you're a fan of any NHL team, go check it out. There's a Locked On show just for that one. All right, but we're talking about Pelicans here. Pelicans who, by the way, Ninth seed, don't know if you've heard, ninth seed in the Western Conference, 117-112 over the Atlanta Hawks. This is a really good game for New Orleans. You saw them come out smoking like they did against the San Antonio Spurs, the game that I watched coming back on, on the plane to New Orleans. They came out and just played with another level of intensity, wanting to win this game. That was unbelievably important. The Hawks... We're going to make some shots. They struggled shooting in the first, not really due to a lot of Pelicans pressure. There were a couple of good contests on threes, but mostly because they were bricking things. So New Orleans needed to get out to a big lead if they were going to try and hold on to this win later on in the game. And they did that 35 to 18, largely because of their defense, nine steals in the first quarter alone. Jose Alvarado, who thrives on these, I don't know if they're, they're big moments, but more like meaningful games. Right, Playing in Madison Square Garden, having grown up in New York, he thrived there against the Knicks. Here on the road in Atlanta after playing for Georgia Tech for four years, knowing this area well, having his kid there. He said you know, all of his family that adopt, basically adopted him from Georgia Tech was there. All of them were out in force, and he came up just huge. He had three steals. He was a big part of what went on in that first quarter to get New Orleans out to that big lead. And then the Atlanta Hawks started to come back, but because of that big first quarter lead, they were able to withstand that pressure. And I think that's a really important aspect from that. Atlanta actually won the next two quarters, but by just one point meant that they could not do that and really make a dent. And so New Orleans went into the fourth quarter with a 15 point lead. Sign me up for that. You knew Atlanta was going to come back, and they certainly did, tying the game up late. But these guys stepped up yet again. It feels like in years past, after Trey Young hit that three, which tied it off of a Pelicans turnover, they would have just collapsed. They might have collapsed early on in the year. They collapsed a little bit against the Atlanta Hawks early on in the year. But they didn't. You know, they didn't really panic. They kept doing what they needed to do, which was just kind of play simple basketball, run a pick and roll and get a bucket, set up a post up for Jonas Valanciunas, make an off ball cut when all the attention is on Jonas Valanciunas. They just made the right play. They didn't overthink it. They didn't try and force shots. They just went out and kind of executed. And it doesn't always need to be fancy, right? And it it didn't need to be in this one. They just would need a bucket to stem a run from the Atlanta Hawks. And credit to Willie Green, we'll talk about this in the next segment, of using his timeouts really well to try and shut down some of the runs that Atlanta was going on. And you had your guys step up. Again, 
Jonas Valanciunas getting that tap out rebound to Jackson Hayes. That was huge. Jose Alvarado hitting a corner three, right? Getting a bucket down low. Trey Murphy driving underneath the basket for the layup. That was a putback dunk for, I think it was Valanciunas. All of those moments were great. Or maybe it was Billy Hernan Gomez. Um, All of those moments were great. They just simply executed. Nothing fancy. You know, like razzle-dazzle in this one, right? Just make the smart play. Hit singles. And they did that. And that's a big part of why they were able to win this game. Herb Jones was fantastic on defense, basically just haranguing a guy like uh, Trey Young all night long. 21 points, but on 14 shots, 5 of 14. He didn't really know what to do against a defender of Herb Jones's uh, ability, and it limited him, and it threw that whole Atlanta Hawks offense out of whack for the entirety of the night. You're going to live with their leading scorer being Danilo Gallinari. Of Trey Young going for 21 points on 14 shots and getting a little bit of bailouts from the refs at times. This was a great performance from the Pelicans defense forcing those turnovers. And then they just crushed the Hawks on the offensive glass. 18 rebounds. They outdid them in second chance points where that stat just go 14 to 6. You need things like that. That allowed New Orleans to get 62 points in the paint. They went out and they just played Better on that side of the ball, really attacking the glass when they knew they had an advantage without John Collins in there for the Atlanta Hawks, who's a really good rebounder for them. Do what you need to do. Play with the right level of intensity. Rise to the moment, and you're going to win. It, you know, Notice that the Pelicans are 2-0 now when they've started playing some defense. We've spent the past two weeks really talking about the defense struggling. Well, they got the steals in this one, which turned into easy offense and fast break points. You know, they played with that right level of intensity. They knew when to go under and above screens. You saw Herb Jones really throw Trey Young off with that all night, going under screens and then popping right back out on him. Probably the only guy on the team that could do something like that and not let Trey Young get an open three. That type of defensive intensity from the entirety of this team, again, making the right reads, not trying to do too much, not trying to force things, that's what won them the game. C.J. McCollum didn't have an excellent night in terms of shooting. 25 points on 26 shots, 9 of 26, 35%. But he hit clutch buckets when he needed to, and he was also setting up teammates. Eight assists compared to just two turnovers. So shooting was bad. But when that guy was getting to the lane, throwing up some of those runners, some of those floaters that were falling early on, and it sucked the defense out, that mid-range game working, it opened up other guys. And so it was just everything coming together all at once for New Orleans. And I absolutely loved uh, about what we saw from them. And I think that was truly an awesome thing. And that's why they got this win. That's why they are ninth in the Western Conference. And they're basically here now saying, look, we get to host a play-in tournament game. And I think that's truly an awesome thing given where they started this season. Coming up, let's talk a little bit about um, Willie Green. I thought he was really good in this game as a coach other than like two things. But those two things probably need to get stamped out kind of quicker sooner rather than later. Coming up, I'll tell you what I mean here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. It's that time of year again as college basketball tournament is finally here. So for the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one sport, uh, number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. 
Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over at betonline.net. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube as well. And now for your next listen, check out Locked On Now, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. You cannot get all the context for this game or any other game by just looking at the box score. Locked On Now is our host coming in, really just giving you their quick expert opinions on what some of the biggest moments are around their teams and the biggest takeaways. You're hearing me there for like a minute or less with just every um, after every Pelicans game. All right, so the Pelicans got a big win, 117-112 over the Atlanta Hawks. Your ninth-seeded, I'm going to say it again, your ninth-seeded New Orleans Pelicans doing that. Willie Green, this isn't imp- everything he's gone through this year, as I said, you know, in the open of sh- the show, the first segment of today's show, right? A 1-12 start, a 3-16 and start, not having your star player in Zion play at all this year and being very disconnected from the team. Going into this year, there was not much of a relationship between Willie Green and Zion Williamson. I think it's a little bit better now after basically he, Zion was called out and returned to the team. But Willie went through a lot here. <laughs> Again, no Brandon Ingram for 21 games. So to come in and have like basically the, the balls to start a guy like Herb Jones, which was the right decision, obviously, it's not easy. He, he's really kept things together and has done a tremendous job as head coach this season and after you know years of kind of searching the pelicans have their guy and the right guy for this team and he was good in this game like really good in this game anytime the hawks were going on a strong run in the fourth quarter he called a timeout to try and shift the momentum back to new orleans didn't there was not one time i was watching that game when i go call uh, take a timeout call a timeout and he didn't do it Anytime you felt this game was starting to get away from New Orleans, and there were moments, again, the Hawks tied it. He called a timeout, settled them down, and sub, usually subbed in the right guys. And again, to go to Jose Alvarado in the fourth quarter, where Jose was able to really play a key part in closing this game out, and knowing that this is the guy that should do it. That's strong endorsement of head coach Willie Green. And so as well as the Pelicans players played, I think Willie deserves a lot of credit for getting this victory and then getting these players ready for this road trip. No BI, right? You could easily just kind of mail some of this stuff in. The record without him has been terrible this year, but it's better now after these two games because Willie Green has gotten these guys ready to play. I got I got one big problem though. And again, they won, so is it the end of the world? No. Some of the minutes though, with Tyrone Wallace and Gary Clark are not great. This is probably a time when you should go to a nine-man rotation instead of 10. So I can understand one of Gary Clark or Tyrone Wallace, but not probably not playing both of them. I don't know if you can really play Trey Murphy more than like the 15 minutes he played. Didn't um, make a shot in this one. You know, didn't score a point, but had some moments. But you probably still aren't ready to kind of throw him all out there and give him 20 plus minutes per game where you could shorten your rotation to eight guys, let's say. So you're going to go nine, but it doesn't need to be 10. And I don't think you need to see as many minutes for Tyrone Wallace or Gary Clark, let alone, and here's the big problem, both of them at the same time. 
Those minutes were rough. And the Atlanta Hawks went on a 20 to 8 run to really get back into this game. So as good as that first quarter was, it started to really get whittled away there by the Atlanta Hawks going on a run when it was those two guys out there on the court. They really really struggled particularly when they were out there together that was not great that I think needs to change a little bit Brandon Ingram coming back completely changes that then one of those guys or both of those guys is probably gone from the rotation they run nine guys so it probably has to do with the Pelicans being a little bit more shorthanded than they would have liked but we don't need to see Gary Clark and Tyrone Wallace minutes and Willie Green got them out of there at the exact right time when this game was starting to get away from New Orleans and they started to come back. So credit to Willie Green for kind of fixing the mistake that he made out there, but let's not see that again. We don't need to see that against Charlotte. I think we need to all be happy if we don't see that probably again for the rest of the season, but it's kind of nitpicking at this point, right? You got the win. They're playing well right now. So Willie Green deserves far, far, far more credit for the timeout use, getting a guy like Jose Alvarado back into the game, which won it for New Orleans. So overall, there's not a ton to complain about from this one when it comes to the Pelicans. Big win over the Atlanta Hawks. Ninth-seeded New Orleans Pelicans. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans, and thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. And we're going to be recapping the game tomorrow after the Charlotte Hornets. Can the Pels make it three in the row on three in a row on the road to really start to put uh, that grasp and that night seed in their back pocket? Now, for your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than thirty minutes. On there every Wednesday, it's free, available wherever you get your podcast. As always, I'm your host Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.